You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia, and the topic of our podcast today is in all honesty, getting really honest with yourself. Oftentimes, when we're coming out of toxic or abusive relationship dynamics, we need to take a good, hard, honest look at ourselves. We need to be willing to look deeply at our own character defects and the things we ourselves are doing that are contributing to the negative and painful relationship patterns that we find ourselves in. It isn't just about the choices we make. It's about who we are, our own level of mental and emotional health, and how we might be using childhood coping and defense mechanisms to deal with our adult problems. We need to come to the understanding that Those defenses and coping mechanisms were necessary for our survival as a child, but they don't work for us any longer. We're adults, and we need to learn how to adopt new ways of being in the world. We need to develop emotional maturity and emotional intelligence. Most people I work with who are coming out of toxic relationships With a significant other, a family member, a whole family system, a coworker, a boss, or a friend, recognize on some level that they've been codependent in these relationships. In my experience, many people don't have a full understanding of what it means to be codependent, which is why I recommend entering a 12-step recovery program for codependency. The 12-step workbook for codependency, which is a green workbook that you can find on Amazon or the coda.org website, is an amazing tool to help you develop a deeper understanding of what being codependent looks like and get really honest with yourself about your own codependency Now, I I just want to say it's great to go out and buy every book you can find on codependency, but if you're not actually plugged into a 12-step program, you're not likely going to have the degree of recovery that you would if you are. There's a difference between just reading a book and getting a general understanding and actually being plugged in to a recovery process. Some will say I'm not codependent, I'm an empath, or I'm a highly sensitive person. It may be true that you're an empath or a highly sensitive person. However, if you haven't learned how to have strong psychic and emotional boundaries, you're likely codependent as well. If you're trying to fix, change, or heal someone else, you're likely codependent. If you need someone else to change in order to feel better about yourself, you're likely codependent. If you find yourself controlling or manipulating others in order to get what you want, you're likely codependent. 
If you find yourself always blaming the other and not taking responsibility for your role in a toxic relationship, you're likely codependent. If you find yourself hyper-focused on the other person, either during a relationship or after it ends, you're likely codependent. Now, some people believe codependency is the act of being dependent on another. This is not necessarily true. In my own experience, I'm fiercely independent. I get by just fine without a primary attachment in my life. I may want to have somebody special in my life, but I function very well on my own. In fact, in my experience, I have functioned at a much higher level on my own. It's when I get involved in relationships, and I'm talking about intimate primary relationships, that my codependency shows itself. So it isn't about needing to have the other person in your life. It's more about what happens when you do have that other person, especially if that person ends up being an addict or a narcissist. Many codependents have very enmeshed and dysfunctional relationships with their family of origin still. They haven't broken free and claimed their sovereignty from their family. They haven't fully given themselves permission to be who they are. They're still trying to fit the mold, so to speak, that their family wants them to fit into. So if you find yourself trying to conform to somebody else's ideals, you're likely codependent. Recovery from codependency is about giving yourself permission to be yourself, flaws and all. It's about letting go of the need to be perfect and accept progress instead. It's about learning to love yourself even when you're not perfect. You come to realize that the perfection that you're seeking is an old narcissistic program that was imposed on you that has nothing to do with you. If you find yourself coming out of a toxic narcissistic relationship and are hyper-focused on the narcissist, it's time to return to yourself and your own recovery. The narcissist is not your higher power. He or she doesn't have the answers for your life, nor can that person restore you to sanity. You can't look to the herder to be the healer. It doesn't work. Your health and recovery have nothing to do with what that other person does or doesn't do. Yes, their behavior may be very hurtful, abusive, destructive, but in recovery, we need to look at how and why we have allowed this to continue. We may need to look at our own magical thinking and believing. We may have attached to a belief that our happiness is tied to how that other person sees us or values us. We may have assigned that person the power to determine our worth and value. This is making the other our higher power. And when we do this, it's very destructive. Do not let the narcissist or anyone else play God in your life. Let go and let God is a recovery term. We recognize We are powerless over others, and that means we can't influence change in others. We can only influence change for ourselves. We have to turn it over to a true higher power, which is not ourselves or others. It is the God of our understanding. 
could be nature, it could be the universe, or whatever feels right for you. Getting honest may mean doing a fearless and moral inventory of your own character defects, which is step four in the recovery process. We may not resonate or feel good about the term character defects. It may feel that this statement is suggesting that we are defective. And when we've felt defective on some level our entire life, the last thing we may want to do is admit our character defects to ourselves or to anyone else. We may hide behind our own self-deception because it feels too painful to admit the truth to ourselves. What we need to realize is that we can't heal or change something if we're not aware of it. Isn't this why the narcissist can never change? Because the narcissist can't admit their own character defects? They need to see themselves as perfect and see the problem as coming from outside of themselves, from everybody else. As codependents, we may have some of the same issues. The main difference is that we can find within ourselves the willingness to heal, change, and grow. Although codependency is a coping mechanism that stems from childhood abuse or neglect, and denial is part of being codependent, one can much more easily come out of codependency and heal. I don't know of any 12-step programs for malignant narcissists. Nobody would show up. We show up in CODA recovery because of a sincere desire to heal our codependency so that we may have healthy relationships. That is the goal. That is the desire. Narcissists don't really have a desire to have healthy relationships because the way they do relationships is working for them. They're not feeling the pain the way the codependent is. They bypass their pain and trauma and inflict pain and trauma on others. This allows them to feel big, powerful, superior, and in control. So why change? They're getting what they want. On the other hand, We as codependents rarely get what we want in our relationships. And this is because we're attracting from our dysfunction rather than our health. We're attracting people into our lives that play roles that we are familiar with from childhood dysfunctional patterns. And if we aren't willing to look at this on a deep level, we will continue to repeat the patterns. Getting honest is about looking deeply at our own dysfunctional patterns and being willing to change them. Acknowledging our character defects is not about seeing ourselves as defective. It's about seeing ourselves as human and developing the understanding that we all develop ways of coping in dysfunctional childhood environments that don't serve us as adults. We learn to love ourselves and have self-compassion. It isn't our fault that we are born into dysfunctional, toxic, or abusive family systems, but it is our responsibility as adults to do something about it. Being healthy doesn't come naturally. If we come from dysfunction, we have to learn 
how to be healthy by adopting new ways of being in the world. Looking deeply at ourselves can be very painful and difficult, and this is why we need support. We're not meant to go it alone. If you're someone who grew up feeling very lonely and isolated, you likely have a pattern of isolating and suffering in silence. Part of recovery in a 12-step program is to stop suffering in silence. It's about tapping into a group conscience that is focused on healing and growth. It's about turning your life over to a higher power and realizing that you don't have to do this alone. You have yourself, you have the group conscience, and you have your higher power. Now it's time to do a deep dive into what is getting in your way of having the life you really want to have. We all would love to have healthy, happy relationships. We all know the joy of meeting someone we feel deeply attracted to who seems to be attracted to us as well and falling in love and starting to build a life with them. At first, we may feel very happy and excited about the potential. But when it goes bad, the pain we feel is equal to the joy we felt in the beginning when everything was fresh and new. The pain may be so great that we decide we're going to give up on relationships altogether. They're just too painful. They're too destabilizing. What we have to understand is that toxic, dysfunctional relationships are painful and destabilizing. Healthy relationships are supportive and nurturing. Imagine that. I find myself standing on a threshold between a toxic relationship and a healthy one. My toxic relationship is behind me, and the healthy relationship is in front of me. It's very different doesn't feel the same at all. I recognize that I'm in recovery and need to go very slow in new relationships, but I would need to go slow regardless because I need to develop trust in myself and in the other person. I need the time to get to know this person before getting intimately involved. In my experience, it's very different from my last relationship where I fell in love and had this very intense emotional experience that I interpreted as love. I also had intense and painful periods where there was chaos and drama. It was like being on a roller coaster of highs and lows. I felt destabilized and began to really lose trust in the relationship until I let go of it altogether. And this was a very healthy choice for me. In my toxic relationship, I couldn't imagine my life without this person because I felt so deeply bonded to him. I didn't recognize it as a trauma bond at the time. It was just very intense. And when you can't imagine your life without a person, there is fear of abandonment and loss. And eventually, one must face the loss because it's inevitable. We have to face these feelings that we have. In my current situation, I'm not projecting anything onto this person. He's a friend. He's kind. He's supportive. He's loving. The environment is lighthearted rather than heavy. 
I'm not attached to outcomes. I don't need it to be a certain way. I'm just enjoying what it is right now. I'm not projecting a future onto the relationship. I'm strong. I'm independent. I'm focused on my own life, my own business, my recovery, and my balance. I don't have the feeling that I'm falling in love, but rather the feeling that I'm growing and learning to accept a different kind of love in my life. I feel blessed this person is in my life, but I'm not worried he will leave my life because I'm trusting so much more in a higher power and know that it's not my will but thy will that is done in my life. If he doesn't stay in my life, I trust that God will bring me someone else when it's time. I don't feel fearful, nervous, or anxious about this budding relationship. I just feel grateful. I feel grateful that the God of my understanding brought me this wonderful person to help me heal, grow, and understand love in a different way. Sometimes we learn and grow the most when we're in close relationship with others because we come up against our stuff. We get to see ourselves and our own codependency wanting to kick in. If I was by myself as I've been a lot in my life, I do fine. I function well, but I don't have that mirror to show me the places I still need to grow. So I'm really blessed for this mirror. When I was in my toxic relationship, the mirror was beautiful in the beginning and awful in the end. My character was consistently attacked, and it seemed this person saw me as broken, difficult, deeply flawed, and incapable of meeting his needs. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel valued, and I didn't feel loved. In my budding relationship, I do feel seen. I feel acknowledged. He recognizes my beauty, my talent, and all my positive traits, And he seems to admire that I'm in recovery for codependency so that I can have healthier, more fulfilling relationships going forward. It seems God brought to me this contrast so I could see that the mirror one holds up in front of me really does matter. One mirror is invalidating and the other is validating of my worth and value. I realize, however, that it's most important that I value myself and that I don't look to others for validation of my worth. I don't need to prove my worth to anyone. I just need to clear out any and all obstacles within myself that prevent me from feeling worthy. The more worthy I feel, the more I can accept a relationship partner who also sees me as worthy. But that relationship partner must also see himself as worthy. When we see ourselves as unworthy, we either attract partners who reflect how we feel about ourselves or we project our unworthiness onto our partners. Both are setups for a toxic and dysfunctional relationship. So learning to see ourselves as worthy is a very important part of recovery. I'm grateful for my former partner because as a result of that relationship, I was guided to get back into a recovery program. I had to get really honest with myself about what was still unhealed within myself that attracted another toxic relationship. It was really painful for me 
that after decades of healing and recovery, I still found myself in this kind of dynamic. My ex-partner used to tell me that I had a massive blind spot, and now I realize he was right, but not in the way he believed. My blind spot was the part of me that was staying in a toxic and abusive relationship where I consistently felt devalued, criticized, undermined, and scapegoated. But it was different this time. Although there were times I still questioned and doubted myself, there was a strong inner voice that kept saying, this is not you. This is not about you. It's about him. I was able to stay relatively conscious that he was projecting his own unhealed wounds onto me, and I wasn't going to take them on. So I didn't allow him to break me, and I left before this could happen. What I did realize is that I was hugely vested in his healing because we both knew on many levels that he needed to face his own dragons. Out of my love for him, I wanted him to seek therapy and be willing to look at the parts of him that were destroying our relationship. And this is where my codependent behavior was showing up the strongest. I wanted the relationship to work because there were so many beautiful parts to it, but I was in denial that there was nothing I could do for him. I had to focus on my own healing and recovery. Eventually, I realized this and I got out. He went right into another relationship without any time for healing or integration. And when we jump from one relationship to another, we just transfer all our crap from one person to another without taking the time to process the lessons from that relationship. Relationship hopping is common amongst narcissists because they need to have a source of supply at all times. They need to believe that the ex was the problem. With a new person, they expect the problems in the old relationship won't be there anymore, but they just take it all with them, transferring the baggage from one person to the next. When the newness of the relationship wears off, they begin projecting that same baggage they projected onto you onto the new person, blaming them for what they once blamed you for. After my relationship was over, I took six months of deep introspection and healing before I decided that I needed to get back involved in CODA. I didn't want to backslide again. I wanted to make recovery a part of my daily life so I could stay conscious about what I was attracting into my life. We need to take our time getting to know someone before jumping into a relationship with them. We need to develop trust. In CODA, one of the 12 promises is that we learn to trust people who are trustworthy. Sometimes we believe we have trust issues, but the truth is that we're with people who are not trustworthy. And when we are with trustworthy people, there aren't any trust issues because that person or those people haven't broken our trust. In narcissistic relationships, trust is always being broken, and we don't have the ability to rebuild trust with someone who's not trustworthy or has not been fully accountable for their actions and behavior. 
I'm currently working the 12 steps, so I'm getting more honest with myself every day. I'm diving into those parts that are painful to look at. For me, the 12-step program is showing me how far I've come in my life, but also where I still need to heal. My relationship with myself is priority. My relationship with others are important to me, and I value them. I'm committed to nurturing healthy relationships and releasing unhealthy ones. I'm committed to a life filled with love. In all honesty, I'm facing the dragon within myself that I didn't realize was there. And I'm not out to kill it or destroy it. I'm making friends with it. I'm transforming it. It's becoming my protector rather than my destroyer. Facing our dragons can be scary and painful, yet to have that dragon protecting you and keeping you safe is incredibly powerful. So it's well worth the journey to the inner worlds to face the parts of ourselves that are getting in our way of having healthy, happy lives filled with love, filled with the love that we all deserve to have. I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. If you'd like to know more about my work in recovery from narcissistic abuse or the path back to self, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Mm -hmm.